1: Something uh, I think is pretty cool. Uh, Dan Bach and myself, we uh, got together under the guidance of Sammy Reed, and we decided that uh, we wanted the cast to continue. So what you're listening to right now, you either listen to this on the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast feed or the Roto-Grinders Fantasy Football Podcast feed. But this is a simulcast of the Gilcast with myself, Sammy Reed, and Nate Noling, and uh, boys, we're back. We made it. It's been it's been a long time since we've been sitting here and ready to call each other fish for the next hour and recap what happened in the NFL uh, in Week One. Sammy, how are you doing, buddy?
2: Uh, I'm I'm doing terrible. First off. Uh, oh my God. <clears throat> Sound, sound terrible yeah I, dude i just spent i just spent like four days at this lake with like 12 buddies and i smoked way too many cigarettes and didn't get any sleep and also wrecked myself like just yelling curse words at the top of my lungs when i found out Ad- antonio brown went to the went to the patriots like this is the, the last 24 hours have been the most tilting 24 hours of my life as a steelers fan like then we go in and we just get our asses handed to us by New England and Juju gets hurt and Mike Tomlin is just a completely inept fool who can't like handle a football game in real time. And I'm just beside myself. So here we are. This is perfect for the Gilcast.
3: Sammy's it- voice has finally caught up to his age. He sounds like yeah. an 80-year-old. <laughs> I,
2: just, <laughs> I, I, I I'm like legit – Uh, about to have uh, I need like one of those oxygen machines right now
1: well as long as you keep pulling on your vape it'll be fine I'm sure (laughs) (laughs) I
2: I hear that's going well for people
1: (laughs) (laughs) so first of all I let's just start it out what was the most surprising thing that happened today Nate what was the thing that happened the most that you were just like what on earth is going on
3: um it had to be How uh, it had to be how bad the Tampa Bay like Jameis couldn't do a thing. Yeah, Jameis couldn't. What? I I mean, I know Jameis is bad, but I just think with an offense with Godwin and with Evans, he was just going to put up. That wasn't like,
1: the most surprising, but it was it was in the top five things where I was like, I did not expect that. Okay,
3: maybe it's not the most surprising. It was one of the most tilting.
1: Maybe, maybe
2: it's that
3: the Cleveland Browns put up
2: thirteen points yeah. and got straight mollywopped yeah, got- at home by the by the weak sauce Tennessee Titans.
3: And, really and It's the Brown. Like, what did we think was going to happen?
1: Why did What was more surprising to me was Baker was bad. Nick Chubb got pulled off the field on third downs and on the goal line for Dontrell Hilliard. And at the end of the game, not even Dontrell Hilliard, he was losing snaps to Dernis Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where that's where nick chubbs uh cleveland browns career is and uh yeah i mean just like they, they they sucked like baker was baker was legit bad delaney walker smashed them uh and and you know i mean what what can you say that that was the most surprising thing was that they they put up no effort
3: yeah i mean Chubb still got 17 carries for for eighty-five yards, it was. Just- I mean, Chubb,
1: Chubb was the worst play of the day. Like yeah. Nick, like he he was the absolute lineup tanker of the day because he was super chalky and he was bad. Yeah, oh I my, still did I'm all right.
2: that we that we mashed him in in cash, that's great.
3: I still I sucked out in cash because I had. Yeah, and said, the rest yeah. of my lineup smashed. So, smashed. Uh,
2: how, how about uh, Lamar Jackson getting a third of the way to a season
3: prop, Davis? I, I cannot, will say the Lamar cannot, Jackson game was pretty was – pretty I cannot
1: much. believe that that was a, a bet that I was allowed to make with you. <laughs> it seems crazy. 15 and a half touchdowns was the line. He threw five. He's got to, he's got to throw 10 the rest of the year, and that's a, that's a winning bet. Do you think they'll pay out when he gets to 10, or am I going to have to wait to the end of the year?
2: Uh, no, you got to wait.
1: That's, that's a tough scene. Nate, yes. do you think – do you right now, over under 100 Antonio Brown receptions, what are you taking?
3: <laughs> uh, I got to take the under.
1: Yeah, I think the under. Edelman,
3: Edelman will still be <laughs> – but, dude, Antonio, this is all going to work out.
1: So, so, for those of you –
3: Antonio is going to be fine.
1: For those of you who have not listened to the show, this is uh, an NFL Daily Fantasy recap. Uh, Basically, well, a recap of the week that is told through the lens of looking through our cash game lineups on DraftKings. And we go through uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, flex, defense, and then we kind of just talk about the structure of the week. And uh, generally, uh, the person who scores the most points gets to start out by explaining their quarterback selection. But I'm hoping that I don't have the most points because I don't want to talk about what I did at quarterback. Nate, what did you score? Uh, 187.2. Okay, you, you got me. Uh, Sammy, what did you score? Wait, am I the fish of the day? Oh,
2: yeah. No, no. <laughs>
3: Sammy's the fish of the day. Dude,
2: yeah. this is so, this is so tilting, have, especially Sammy? considering the lineup that Davis put into actual cash games in week yeah, one. My lineup,
1: my lineup was not good.
2: Oh, my God. I scored 167.5 in cash. Oh, yeah.
1: I I dunked on you. I windmilled on you.
3: Oh, How could this weekend go any worse? Davis, you need need to break down the lineup because I knew all week Davis is is like, oh, I think I'm going to play Carson Wentz. I think I'm going to be sharp. And then literally three minutes before lock, (laughs) Kyler (laughs) Murray in cash, LFG. LFG. And I just knew it. Like, I, I literally called this weeks ago.
1: I couldn't. I couldn't help myself. I had Carson Wentz in for three weeks in this, like, in my lineup that I posted to, to like get head-to-heads and everything. I had Carson Wentz, and uh, I knew like Dink was gonna play Wentz, and I knew like all the sharp people were gonna play Wentz. But a couple of my buddies that I talk about lineups with were like, "Davis, if Kyler goes off and you don't have Kyler, you're gonna for real life hate yourself." And you know what? That's a great point. And it's more, fun, it's more fun to win with players you like. And I don't like Carson Wentz. think <laughs> he's stupid and ugly. And Kyler Murray is one of my favorite players of all time.
2: Dude, I legit texted you guys my lineup on, like, Wednesday or Thursday. And Davis goes, yeah, bro, that's, like, the lineup. Like, 80% of Sharps are going to have that exact lineup, like, for sure. And uh, then you just did something completely out of control and off the wall. And you just – you look boxed so hard.
1: Like, it's just – Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I actually think if you th- consider quarterback scoring distributions,
3: it- <laughs> Davis, Davis, Davis,
1: that's Davis, a stop. position
3: where you can Davis, just run. Davis, stop. Colin Murray was a bad play. You don't he wasn't a good a rookie quarter, Like It's just not the time. Not, to not do just it. a rookie in his first NFL football game. Davis, that's just not the time you do it when Carson Wentz is going up against – like there's so many other places to go. There were so many other places to go. Kyler so Murray was what a bad. You're guy. Saying,
1: what you're saying is true for sure. But at the end of the day, <laughs> Kyler Murray threw 55 passes. Oh my
3: God. I will say no. Kyler Murray led the league in air yards uh, so far this week. I, I haven't pulled up the, the last game, but Kyler Murray had 570 air yards. Don't, has-
2: don't worry. Uh, ben Roethlisberger did not challenge him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, Kyler Murray really literally had how two, many how many four. fantasy points did Kyler have through like three quarters, Davis?
1: Oh, like two.
2: Oh my god,
3: dude! But he literally ended up throwing up 54 pass attempts at like an average depth of target of 10.5. I mean, that's just if he's going to continue to chuck like that. So,
1: so here's here's what happened. Um, they decide they they and this happens with air raid teams like this, this happened with the Eagles teams all the time that played so fast. When the, when that offense that plays that fast is not picking up first downs, it's going to look so bad and so ugly because it's just going to be like a three and out in 13 seconds. And then the other team's going to have the ball for six minutes. and You're going to be like, what what is going on here? Like you barely get to see these guys, but then when they get going, like, um, as the game was about to end and the cardinals were going to go for the for the game winning touchdown the lions had to call a timeout in a, in a way they did not want to call a timeout they wanted the time to expire but they had to call a timeout cuz their defensive players were so tired like this this system that cliff runs is like the, the ideas behind it are real and potent, and I mean, I should, I should have just played Carson Wentz.
3: I, the only reason I'm excited about the system is that David Johnson ended up leading all running backs with like 50 air yards this week, and if that's going to be DJ's workload every week, I want it, more.
1: It kind of all came on one play, on the touchdown. It was like, it was like a 30-yard seam route, and it was a beautiful route. It doesn't and matter.
3: Be, Give me okay. one or two of those routes a week.
1: Yeah. Uh, did you guys both play Wentz? Yeah. Yeah, of but course. We're not fish. We're not fish. Yeah, you're, yeah. I mean, he was the best value. I guess the the reason that I did not play Carson Lentz and why I did play Kyler was I was just I was a little bit worried about just locking myself into between sixteen and twenty two points, just because I you know they were such a massive favorite, which yeah. is like total that's total fear based uh, decision making and not good at all.
3: And in cash games, you just you want to go with the efficiency of just what you know you're going to get. Like, I think in, I don't know. This was an easy decision for me. I, I think looking at quarterbacks that maybe chuck more from like a volume standpoint makes sense in tournaments, but in cash games like that, I think it's totally fine to go with a guy like Wentz who's just has one of the softest, like just, he should be a highly efficient quarterback in this spot.
1: Some other, some other uh, like in the, in the bigger games, the one other guy I saw that was owned uh, rel- like k- close to Wentz was Jameis Winston uh, who I did not consider at all. The only the only two guys I considered were Wentz or Kyler.
2: Yeah, I was I was not on Team Jameis in Cash. I mean, because Jameis is just prone to huge lapses of idiocy for long stretches
1: of time. And, Which uh, we, will, think, we will talk about that later, I'm sure. Yeah. Were there any other quarterback performances that really surprised you? I I would say Brissett was a little better than I thought he was going to be. Like against a pretty good chargers defense I thought he was pretty good and then obviously I mean Lamar like like Lamar is gonna be if Lamar is good at throwing and he's also gonna run 10 plus times a game like Lamar plays Baltimore or Lamar plays Arizona next week
2: yeah that's that's gonna be super fun I mean he only ended up rushing three times for six yards and Um, obviously they
1: they barely ran any plays on offense because they just scored from 60 yards out every time
3: and you yeah, gotta you know. love the Lamar swag. Like he comes into that press conference and he just says, not bad for a running back. Like yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Lamar Lamar's a lock next. Are, are we all
2: gonna have a hundred percent Lamar next week?
3: You have to. I hope. Well, they I mean Mahomes. Up. How about Mahomes just continuing to just do Mahomes things? I mean, what brain do have, is He Brain
1: his ankle and Tyreek broke his sternum. Shoulder or
3: yeah. Well it was like his shoulder or something, but it pressed on his whatever it happened. But his uh but Mahomes put up what 333
1: at half.
3: Yeah. I mean that's insane. And
1: Damien Damien Williams was the clear passing down back. Like LaShawn McCoy was not out there at all. He had seven targets in the passing game. He was second on the team behind uh Watkins and he got the goal line work as well. I, I felt as someone as someone who uh clearly has a stance on Damien Williams, I thought that was about as good as have been like you could have expected given that you knew LaShawn McCoy was going to play.
2: Vindication for Davis. I'm excited for you. I'm happy for you. People came after you on Twitter.
1: Yeah, well, there, as always, anyone who disagrees with me is always wrong, and we that much we know. Let's uh, do it running backs. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Uh, I think we all three played the same guys.
3: Chubb, right? Cook, and Eckler?
1: Yeah, Sammy? you guys uh Doing yes
2: uh, austin austin eckler was 9.2% owned
3: so i want to i want to talk about this cuz going into the week i like going into this morning i literally was like i like carson i like eckler and i thought carson more for tournaments eckler and cash because i thought eckler's ownership would like triple carsons and cash eckler was like it was the opposite. Eckler was the GPP play, and Carson was the
1: Carson got Carson play. got all the pub. I bet I bet Evan Silva was touting Chris Carson. I bet Levitan was touting Chris Carson. I bet all the people. I mean, and not that Carson wasn't a good play. I just, I personally was never going to play him because I did not, I did not include seven targets out of twenty passing attempts in my range of outcomes for Chris Carson.
2: You haven't been listening to the coach speak in the off season?
1: Yeah, I mean, Sammy, you were the one who was more bullish on Carson than Nate and I. Was like, did like, and my my whole thing was I was like, they might throw 20 passes, and they threw 20 passes, and he still caught six of them.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was just one of those deals where I thought he was a pretty big favorite to get the bonus. He ended up not getting it, but they they just talked about his receiving ability, saying he was like one of the best pass catching backs on the whole roster, and all this stuff. And you know, when you're like almost a 10 point home favorite against the Bengals. I just thought this was this was definitely a smash spot. A lot of people did. I'm shocked that Austin Eckler people didn't like gravitate toward this. It's like at the beginning of the week, Justin know, like two Jackson, weeks,
1: bro. What Justin Jackson? You got to be afraid of Justin, Justin Jackson, Justin Jackson, bro.
2: I mean, it, when when I was like making my lineup a week and a half ago, it was like okay, Tony Pollard's getting jammed in and Eckler's getting jammed in. Like they were just like the two jams, and then obviously Zeke came back but it was like i never i never ever moved off of eckler you guys felt the same way i'm not quite sure why the public didn't didn't grab I it wish,
1: i wish that i would have felt as strongly about eckler as i did about pollard though cuz i like mm-hmm. i like i said i was going to lock pollard in like 500 gpp lineups think of about course. how rich think about how rich i'd be if i just would have locked eckler in every tournament that i played today <laughs> well i actually
3: faded eckler in tournaments and and went carson in tournament and i was just backwards like I, I, I don't just, think
1: that's. I don't think that is. Like, how many tournament lineups?
3: Twenty something. Oh, I, mean, okay. I didn't play 150 or anything.
1: Well, I was gonna say like if you yeah, like so I made like 300 lineups and like I like oh the way I the way I do that is just limit um percentage owned per lineup instead of instead of just like flat fading dudes who are chalk just like set an own cap of like 120.
3: Well, I mean, if, for me, like, when I'm building tournament lineups, if I look at two guys like a Carson and Eckler and they have such a close projection overall, like, it's totally easy for me to just swap out every uh, Eckler lineup with Carson and just lock Carson in
1: all those lineups. I also, yeah. only, I also only fade running backs that I think are, like, bad chalk. Like, it, yeah. like if Derrick Henry was ever going to be, like, 30% owned, that would be a guy I would just not play at all. But I wasn't going to fade Carson in tournaments today.
3: Can we get into Bell's workload a little bit? Because I think Bell's workload should be discussed. I think, I mean, Bell literally had 17 rushing attempts. He's
1: Steelers Bell. So if you have like time on your Steelers team, that insta cut, that dude, that like everything they said about him getting work or what gadget, like it's gone. It's just all Bell.
2: I believe Bell, that somebody said he played every single snap
1: he played every single snap and in the first half they ran 25 plays and he got a carry or a target on 14 of those 25 plays in the first half and then he caught a touch he, he scored a touchdown and then he caught a two point conversion on like a, a full on like Marvin Harrison high point in the back corner it was unreal kind of forgot how good he was
3: yeah i mean yeah. bell looked bell again and then the workload was there too so i mean bell's right up there to me with like the David Johnson tier tier guys and so i think it's going to be it's going to be interesting what we do with bell the rest of the season now because we get McCaffrey, saquon uh you
1: know and then other guys let me tell you what dude the giants the giants i think are just too bad for for barkley to be a cash play i I, can you like can you imagine playing him knowing he's only going to get three quarters because they 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 were they were only down 22 and they had gallman in they're going to be down 22 a lot more other times this year
2: yeah, it's clearly. I mean, I, I think CMC is just like clearly
1: the guy. Yeah, clearly the number he one. In
2: all situations at all times, like he's completely game script immune. Um yeah, he, he was, an- So we were real sharp for playing Eckler. Obviously, everyone played Dalvin Cook. He was like almost seventy-five percent owned.
1: He was the he uh, was the highest owned player across the board. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, we we all played Nick Chubb. Are we fish for doing that? Uh, it was, or was it
1: like. like well, so here's how, like, think about differently this could have gone. So if he scores that goal line touchdown instead of Dontrell Hilliard, that gets him to 17. And then we're talking at that point, then we're talking about just needing Baker to throw like one less interception. And he probably ekes out another two points, whether it be via a pass or, you know, another 14 yard run or whatever. I I will say it's just more instructive to the point of when there's not 100% certainty and the market is treating it like there's 100% certainty, there's probably a good, like, it's like, like he would have been the one to fade in tournaments, not, not cook, I think, or Carson.
3: Um, I don't know. I think the, the cook thing seems like a slam dunk now, but like, Cook is on an offense that we projected to be just a run heavy offense that doesn't pass and like has just overall concerns yeah, they about were, their efficiency
1: favorite so that's the spot to do it right
3: but but I'm just saying like a Chubb moving forward like I don't know I just think Chubb for me has so much more like target upside and then just like I don't know. I didn't see this Hilliard usage coming. So I just thought Chubb was like a significant... I mean,
1: I, I, I guess I didn't see that Hilliard usage coming, but like I like he was a guy I like drafted in the 18th round of the draft baseball championship and stuff. Like he was a guy I thought was going to be on the field. I, I didn't... And he only got one carry and uh, two targets. Two targets so it's, yeah. yeah, so it's not like, you know, it's not like uh, he was Chris Thompson all of a sudden or anything. Like Yeah. Yeah, Maybe Chubb just ended seven. up – I
2: mean, they ended up getting down so far that it kind of limited Chubb, but it's almost like going into the week, why was Chubb – forget about price. Like, why was Chubb a better play or a different play than Carson? Just because we think Chubb's really talented?
3: Well, we I think also they, expected they way more work. are really good.
2: Yeah. Right. Um, and, and then just add in the fact that there was whatever, like almost $1,000 difference of salary – um, or like seven hundred something. Like what that.
1: would you have done with the thousand? I think that's the other thing is that like yeah. every like every play was so cheap. It's like what would you really have done?
2: Yeah, that's that's kind of what I like. Ended up thinking is wow, I really like everything I've got here. I don't really want to change it. Um, but yeah, it, it was. I don't know. I, I think that when we when we think about Cleveland, we see all the talent they have. But a talented team doesn't necessarily mean a good team. And the fact that Tennessee went in there and whooped the rats not out of them, just like uh, we need to reevaluate what we think about Cleveland. Like it might be in three weeks, we're like, oh, it was just a blip. They're still coming together. But I mean, this was a significant setback
1: if you're a Browns truther. Yeah. Who do they play next week? Uh, they oh, they play at the Jets. I'll probably still have Chubb. What? <laughs> no. Yeah.
3: I mean maybe, I think maybe, I not, maybe not
1: in cash but I'll, I'll think he's like a good tournament play every
3: yeah. reason I went with Chubb before the game started today nothing changed going out of it other than just like the offense had
1: an inefficient well, game no but that should matter though running like running backs fantasy points is super correlated to offensive efficiency that they're in so that should matter to you but
3: I don't think what we saw from from like Cleveland was was necessarily like significant of them moving forward no, I, it's not like
1: We only get 16 of these games. So it's like, you can't say, like, oh, super small sample size. Like, it's like, you got, you have to, some of it is signal for sure. And whether they can solve some of the things, I don't like, I mean, a big thing was Baker was just not very good. Baker was. Put it this
3: way I'm much more concerned about, like, Steelers exposure than I am versus, like, Cleveland exposure. Oh, how dare you? Like, Steelers exposure, I'd be much more scared about moving forward than. Cleveland exposure. I will say the Cleve- Cleveland's offensive line was was horrendous, but other than that, I, I think I still believe there's enough talent on Cleveland to still be good.
1: Yeah. Um.
3: All right. I mean, I uh, think. Wide receivers.
2: Yeah. So so you went you went Wentz or you went Kyler, and then you did the same thing as us uh, with Chubb, Cook Eckler. Uh, yeah.
1: So what, what did you do with your extra salary? Surprise. Oh man. So this is what I did. That was bad. I uh, outside
3: not- of playing a rookie QB in his first start. On week one.
1: I mean, we had him projected for, for like point eight less fantasy points than Carson Wentz, so it's not it was not really that big of a deal. Uh, I played <laughs> he had
3: such a suck out this podcast <laughs> could have been a, just a, rip on Davis right for an hour because of that fourth quarter. Cor- oh. Yeah,
1: like can you can you imagine how like I wouldn't have even wanted to do this show, honestly? <laughs> I would have just been like, uh dude, you guys recorded, I'm tired, bro. for that timeout people have been
2: robbed i think like if that game just ends in the fourth quarter instead of like the comeback and overtime we would just be roasting you right now and that's what the the
1: bonus in overtime too
2: i know i know you run just so pure this is amazing
1: Yeah. Uh, so what I did at wide receiver was I played DD Westbrook, which everyone did. Uh, I played Chris Godwin, who was pretty chalky, though after watching that game, I feel bad about it just because <laughs> Jameis is so bad. But uh, where, I, where I went different from everyone else was instead of playing Tyler Lockett, I played Brandon Cooks. And uh, my logic for not wanting to play Tyler Lockett was – this team hates the forward pass. They really, they really just abhor it. And uh, Tyler Lockett got two targets, and one of them happened to go for a 44-yard touchdown, which is fine. I had Tyler Lockett in tournaments, so that was it wasn't even bad for me. It was like actually probably a net good for me that he caught that touchdown. But obviously Brandon Cooks did not have a good game, um, which is sort of weird for them to score 30 points on the road and for Brandon Cooks to not have a good game. But well, uh, you know.
2: They just have so many weapons and I don't think that any of their weapons are that consistent. You know what I mean? I I did
1: not have cup down for just like a, a big smash in his first game back and that's what happened.
2: Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I, I I think it's one of these deals with Lockett where, you know, this, this is a team that wants to run. You know, we talked about this early in the week when I told you guys, I like Lockett, and you're like, dude, you can't play him in cash. You know, this is just a situation where if they get up on, the Bengals, which they should, they are just going to grind and grind away. And they didn't
1: even get up, and they still grinded away. They didn't even I get did. up, and they still were just like, whatever, dude. And, and I mean, so this is the argument that I was having with Dink about not playing Lockett. And, obviously, Drew Dinkmeyer is much smarter than me. But yeah, he, yeah,
2: he only won, like, 100K today. No big deal. Yeah,
1: oh, he only won 100K. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Meat sauce. So so basically he was like, so for you to say you don't want to play Lockett, you have to think that like DK Metcalf, Rashad Penny, uh, Will Disley, Nick Bennett, you have to think all those guys can steal targets. And I and basically my argument was, this is Seattle. I actually do think those guys can steal targets because and they, I would like I, w- I want your input on this. Like, doesn't it just feel like Seattle's target distribution sometimes is completely random outside of Doug Baldwin? Doug Baldwin was like always easy money there, but outside of Doug Baldwin, doesn't it feel like their target distribution week to week is kind of random?
3: Yeah, I would say it's less concentrated than other offenses. And that's kind of part of Russell Wilson's skill set is that he, yeah, he doesn't lock onto a receiver. He that. scrambles a little bit differently. And so, like, I would say if, if we were like talking with Seattle's front office, they would actually say that's like one of their strengths as an offense um, and that Doug Baldwin actually made them weaker in that and that when Russell Wilson would make bad decisions a lot of times it was targeting Doug Baldwin so I, I get what you're saying about Seattle and I played Lockett too and I felt stupid about it halfway through the game because I just realized like and I think Minnesota we also have to be careful with Thielen and Diggs I played oh, I did. So
1: that's the other thing is a lot of, a lot of the high stakes people played Thielen. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted no, and he scored a touchdown. Yeah. So whatever. I, good. For you. Yeah. I played I Thielen and, no
3: that. and I played Thielen and got lucky, but halfway through the games, I realized like you need to be very careful about having Seattle and Minnesota wide receiver exposure, just because there are literally games where they're going to throw 15 or 20 times. And it's. Or 10 times.
2: Minnesota, yeah.
1: Minnesota threw 10 times. And one of them was a throwaway. Yeah. So nine yeah. targets feeling so just like
2: ran so pure so pure to get where he got yeah,
1: to He hit three targets and he scored a touchdown on a on a like a missed tackle and now i do believe like
3: 10 is an anomaly but like i don't think 15 to 20 is an anomaly like is, we you have mean, to is, be able to expect I, that in I a range say, of outcomes
1: don't you think 10 is more likely than 40 though yeah and i think you because have to expect that in be, range you of outcomes. Playing guys on that offense and cash if you think 10 is more likely than 40.
3: So like I felt really dumb about my Thielen play and my Lockett play. And I realized like halfway through these games, this could have gone a lot different for me. Yeah, if feel, I did Thielen
1: those... Lockett was the same salary as Godwin Cooks, right? He, sixty pretty much. Sixty yeah. two hundred, sixty eight hundred, and then six thousand, sixty eight hundred. Yeah. That that's yeah. exactly the same salary.
3: But I realized halfway through the day, I was like, I should not have had this much exposure to teams that don't want to pass the ball. Like It's just too much macro, like, volatile. Like, yeah, there was just too much downside. Even though individually, like, like, individually, I love Lockett. Individually, I love Thielen. Like, they're good, but, like, I think it was. Lockett,
2: here's the other thing I think Lockett is going to be a great tournament play this season, but part of the reason we really liked him is because we hate every other pass catching option that Seattle has. We just look at their options.
1: Metcalf looks like he's the dude, though. Like dude, he just, looked, yeah, he ready, got a ton of ready looks. To go. He got he got deep targets. He got end zone targets. Like it, it just looks like their offense is built around DK Metcalf being the number one dude. Like he's a guy. Like I'll be adding him uh, if he's on the wire in like a couple, like in my twelve team leagues or whatever. Like I'm, a, I'm definitely gonna add him.
2: You, you guys, you guys should have just played Julio Jones like I did.
1: Yeah. So, so this was the other route. Did you play Julio Marvin Jones? Oh, no. you played. You Played Hunter Henry at tight end.
2: Yeah, yeah. I okay. played Julio Godwin, Deedy, and then Hunter Henry at tight end.
1: Yeah. So I played. I Nate and I both spent up at tight end, though. I think we played. You, you played, played Kelsey,
3: Kelsey. I went Kittle.
1: No, I played Kittle too.
3: Oh, yeah. I went Kittle. I'm a I'm a massive Kittle fan. Yeah. So the, I went.
1: The, the daily Rota projections had him just straight up more fantasy points. So and like, Kelsey. Yeah. I, because that game we had we had that game projected for so many plays yeah or maybe honestly maybe that was just on my settings I had so many like adjustments that I'd made it might not it might not have been the raw one so I should just say I had Kittle projected for more raw fantasy points so uh Sammy how did Julio's game go
2: um, you know, he did Julio Jones things. He got 11 targets. Uh, he was actually pretty massively inefficient. He ended up work with six for 31 and luck boxed a touchdown. He like, lucked,
1: dude. He lucked, uh, if, you were, if you were, like, literally after a minute had gone off and it was, like, <laughs> the back shoulder and the defender was just like, we're winning, I don't want to get the defensive pass interference here, so I'm just going to let it go. Like, it was it was abysmal.
2: I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was definitely tilting my balls off. I'm like, what did I spend up for Julio Jones? He never scores touchdowns. Matt Ryan is a blunder and a fool. They're like facing this great defense on the road. I just, I was super mad at myself. And then, you know, he caught the touchdown. I'm like, you know what? I'm just hella sharp. Like Julio Jones, like massive yeah, target
1: dude, share. Dude, and like, I'm such to a genius. The best floor. Yeah. Oh, dude. Gotta get this. <laughs> So, actually, the biggest thing, while we're on this game, the biggest thing I noticed about that game is Devonta Freeman is done. Dust. Like, Dust. You can just permanently nuke that guy from any lineup. You know, got um, a ton of looks. Yeah. He was Ito, out there. Six carries and one target, but he played he more He was snap. out there
3: a ton, yeah. I couldn't believe and, it.
1: And Brian Hill was just straight up inactive. Which is huge for Ido Smith, I think. Yeah. Like, I mean, Edo If Smith you're a is seasonal like, guy. Yeah, He's like my second most owned dude other than Malcolm Brown.
2: So big we didn't big day, take for take, Malcolm take Brown. Thank you, yeah, Victory just Lock. Can
1: talk a little bit about how all offseason I just told you dudes to draft Malcolm Brown and that Malcolm Brown was the truth. And Malcolm Brown is already stacking touchdowns for your best ball teams. And Todd Gurley hasn't even gotten hurt yet. Like, wait. Like, wait for Todd Gurley <laughs> to actually get hurt. Like, wait for his knees to take a hit. Like, he he, he barely played. Oh, dude. Hey, hey I, Davis,
2: great uh, $35 Joe Mixon buy for our Superflex <laughs> team. I'd <laughs> <laughs> hey, rather you spent 35 on Malcolm Brown.
1: <laughs> hey, at least he didn't limp off with an ankle injury. You <laughs> <laughs>
3: Why did oh, you partner with him?
1: <laughs> hey, but we did get the big Evan Ingram smash and we have a Tyrell Williams smash incoming uh yep. on Monday night as well.
2: That's hot. I'm looking forward and, to and that. And
1: huge, huge Marcus Mariota game.
2: I mean, that was just that was just a given. We knew Mariota was gonna smash, of course. Yeah.
1: It's just dude, come on. Nate, I'm sharp. That's why he partnered with me. <laughs> And so, we won our we – we got, we got our Survivor too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Seattle. Yep. Won that one by a point. You know, it just it's just such like, an easy game. really so bad to take the most popular Survivor team. It's like worst game theory of all time. It's so exactly. bad.
2: Being a parent can be really
3: challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today.
1: Uh, we really should have taken Dallas. Dallas was the uh, Dallas was the right game theory play.
2: Dallas is going to win like fourteen games this year. Uh, I, I mean, we saw it today. I-
1: Sixteen per the data, I think. I mean, with Jason Garrett out of there calling
2: plays and Gallup just being a man, and they have Amari Cooper and the dude. That team is a beast. They're super good. I know they were just playing the Giants, but they looked unstoppable.
1: I mean, I mean, to me, I actually think of all the things that happened. That's like the biggest revelation is that the Cowboys are going to enter that tier of like uh, Rams, Chiefs. Uh, like teams like that, where they have can have like five or six fantasy relevant players. Like we laugh, but like they had two tight ends score a touchdown. Randall Cobb looked great. Michael Cobb or uh Michael Gallup looked great. Amari Cooper looked great. They had thirty touches just distributed between both of the running backs, and Dak was amazing. Like like there are a lot of different ways that Dallas can score fantasy points. Yeah, Dak
2: looked really good. That's 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 who I played at defense. Um, you know. Yeah, I think Philly was was kind of the chalk. I don't know what they were owned. The Cowboys were only 2% owned. I
1: think the Ravens were the chalk.
3: Oh. Yeah, the Ravens yeah. were the high chalk, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I just went 49ers because they were cheapest and got totally lucky on this. I mean, um, I, it, they, were the, they were cheap. They were going up against Winston, who throws a lot, and I thought it was just a – Pew, pew. Me too, worked, buddy. And it just worked out.
2: Oh, my – this <laughs> is – why you guys scored more points than me because you, just luck smashed into two defensive touchdowns on the road. Like,
1: <laughs> Tammy, let me tell you something. There's nothing better than when your your fantasy day is just going off the rails, and the only thing that can save you is your defense, and then the defense somehow does it. It is oh really God. amazing.
2: <laughs> uh, you guys make me so mad. You guys are such fish. Like that's, that's just. So yes. egregious. I mean, they not a bad play because Winston's bad. I get it, and Tampa's. We
1: didn't. We didn't talk about. Well, no, playing a road defense in general is not very. Uh, playing well when they're that it's cheap. Winston. Yeah, no, it, it's. He a literally
3: fair play. throws more interceptions than anybody.
1: Yeah, he does. Uh, we need to talk about the Godwin thing, though, before we move on. People, people may have gotten a bit overexcited about Chris Godwin being a cash play at sixty two hundred. That might have been. <laughs> Like, it just might have been a little much. A little the, too...
3: The group thing kind of week one is always incredibly strong.
1: Well, it's, it's like, I think... So, I think he projected well. Like, his median... Like, so, Chris Godwin's median projection is going to be very good. But that's because his 90th percentile projection is insane. Like, but, like, his floor is so low. Like, does that does that make sense? Like, his range of outcome is so wide.
2: Well, oh, he's just going to be... God. He was kind of not involved, except for like that one drive where he caught like a twenty-eight yard first down and then got the touchdown. And it's like that's all he did the whole game. Well, and it's all so excited because we're like, "Oh, Bruce Arians, Larry Fitzgerald role, like it's on."
1: I mean, he did play that role. Jameis just couldn't complete a pass. Yeah, it
2: was so I, I, bad. I I, I I still like him. I mean, he's, he still led the team in targets. Um, Rashad Perriman came in and like caught a bunch of them and.
1: It yeah. was, it, though, those were like very early on. They 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 tried that out in the first quarter and that, that was, it was done. He didn't get another target. He didn't get a target in the second half.
3: I think the thing about Godwin is almost any projection system you look at, like when you look at Godwin's mean projection, it's built up a lot from just the touchdown expectation in that projection. And when you break it out.
1: Well, and and you got a super high yards per target too. So his volume projection can be lower than a lot of other guys priced around it, but he'll have more fantasy points because his yards per target is high.
3: But I mean, when you look at what 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 percentage of his actual mean projection is built up from just a touchdown compared to the guys around him who can actually hit their mean projection without hitting a touchdown, uh, it's it's a lot scarier. So yeah, think I, like
2: think of like Boyd in that sense, mm-hmm. right?
3: Boyd. Or Robert Woods, or like I mean, you look at these guys he's priced around, and you go, "Oh man, how did I play?" Yeah, a guy who's so touchdown dependent. When there's guys like Boyd who's right there, there's guys like. Even a DJ Moore, um, you know, Cooper Cup, uh, Robert Woods. There's guys all around him that just have such a lower – even Cooks. I mean, Cooks can get there without getting a touchdown. So, I don't know. I think it's it's a little bit risky when you have a guy who has that high of a touchdown dependency in cash at 6-2. At
1: not when they get the touchdown, though. It's not risky when they bink, Nate.
2: I I, I want you guys to know that OJ Howard had two solo tackles in this game. That's how bad Jameis Winston was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) OJ Howard had OJ Howard had an egregious fumble too.
3: (laughs) I I love tight ends fumbling. That's great. The most tilting part about today was the fact that Kittle had two touchdowns that were returned on like the 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 dumbest things.
1: The second one. I mean, the first one was a hold, like whatever. But the second one was everyone just gets touchdowns called back by holds. But the second one, an illegal formation.
3: Yeah,
1: like just it was literally the
3: offensive lineman was like a half an inch
1: and it was like, this is this. Is and crazy. and it was, he bowled over. Who I don't know if it was a safety or a linebacker, but he catches the pass in the middle of the field and just destroys whoever was covering him and just walks into the end zone.
3: Cause that's what Kittle does. I mean, he literally oh. has like, his yak is insane for uh do
1: we wanna do we want to talk about the fact that Dante Pettis played two snaps and people spent the whole offseason drafting him at like eighty like eighty p of like seventy <laughs> five? We probably should. <laughs> that was that was that was pretty bad. That's pretty Dude, fishy. he was playing behind Richie James. He was playing Kendrick behind Plain. Kendrick Bourne. Bo Samuel. Like this is where Dante Pettis' career is. Debo Samuel.
2: You guys, I, I have a, I have a pretty bad admission to, to let you guys in on. Uh, I had a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo in GPPs. Yeah, and I, I did too. I did too.
1: Him, Winston, and Kyler probably made up 40%, 50% of my quarterback ownership.
3: I had some Josh Allen too. I had some Josh Allen, John Brown stacks.
1: Oh, I mean,
2: yeah. I it, 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 I unless a, you were a complete fish, you had some John Brown in your life. I
1: had, I had a couple – Teams that could have been live to win decent money because I was so big on Dak and Gallup, but I had Brandon Cooks and like I just had so much Brandon Cooks. Why? Wow, why were
2: you so pumped on Brandon Cooks?
1: He's just a good like he's like a dude who can score thirty any week, and he's like he was literally like one percent owned. Yes. Same thing. Same thing as John Brown, really. Just better offense. At
3: five thousand dollars more. <laughs>
1: close five thousand dollars. Yeah, close to five thousand dollars more.
0: Yeah, I, I had. Game <laughs> <laughs> he's the same thing as
2: this receiver that's four thousand dollars. David says <laughs> so he's basically John Brown. Basically,
1: well, he gets a lot more targets than John Brown does. <laughs> oh, you guys are tilting me so. Hard. Uh,
2: What what, what were some big takeaways for you guys from this week, like overarching themes that that you think are, like, actionable moving forward? I Uh, think the
3: biggest thing is we got, I think last year, we got really lucky with some running back volume that people believe that, like, these mid-tier running backs are, like, safe, secure guys. And I think we could go through and talk more and more about just these mid-tier running backs are not a good place to allocate your salary. I think you either need to be heavily overweighted on guys like Christian McCaffrey, guys like Le'Veon Bell, guys like DJ, guys like, uh, you know, Saquon, that top tier, or these guys who pop pop like an Eckler into that. But I think these like middling guys, like the Devonta Freemans of the world or the, um, I don't know, there's, there's just that middle tier that I think we got too comfortable with in cash games last year that I think this year, uh we... Gus
1: Edwards Gus Edwards is a very good that was the dude I played in cat like I think we all played in cash at least once and he literally got two targets all year
3: guys like Carrion Johnson guys like Tevin. carry well, on
1: is uh carry is not a thing in cash at all yeah I don't so... know about tournaments really if if he wasn't gonna get if he wasn't gonna get 30 in a like in a game against Arizona in this game then when is he ever gonna get 30
2: yeah he had like 62 total yards and two targets but, but I mean,
3: uh, literally, how many people? Third round pick. Luckily, like the Bears weren't on the the main slate, but I bet David Montgomery would have been like twenty percent owning.
1: Oh God! Because that's people a damn looked, shame that he was not on the main yeah. slate. Wow, I could have been. I could have been rich, Nate. Yeah. There were
3: people who played carry on. There were people who played guys like Miles Sanders and all these like middling guys that you're just like, that's not where you need to allocate your salary from a running back perspective. So that's all. I that was my biggest takeaway.
1: I learned DJ Shark is going to uh, just, like, smash for all my dynasty teams. That's going to be really good for me personally.
2: Congratulations. I, I think the Cowboys thing is really worth – Yeah, I
1: think the Cowboys oh, thing is so big. Yeah.
2: The Cowboys thing and on the flip side, the the Browns thing, we'll see if that's a team that, like, coalesces as time goes on. I'm not, like, fully out on the Browns. But, I mean, shoot, it's it, it's more than, like, having a couple big-name guys on your offense to, like, make a team go. And if Baker's it, I, like, I'm a huge Baker Mayfield fan, I'm a big believer, but this was a really god awful performance in a spot where they really should have smashed.
3: I haven't looked at any of the PFF grades, but I'm guessing their offensive line had one of the worst.
1: It was, brutal. I bet, I bet Kyler has the worst of them all. His, the two interceptions, Nate, were so bad. They were like, they were like, like Kevin Hogan interceptions. Like they were just not they were just not uh you know not pro caliber. I guess another takeaway I have is Josh Gordon, bro, coming in, week one, ready Dude, to I ca- go.
3: I capped him it. I captained him in all the showdown lines Yeah, I,
1: I, I didn't I didn't have a good showdown because obviously I had too much Smith Schuster and Ben Rusford. Yeah. I I mean I'm I'm always gonna but I just I think so I actually I let's this is a good takeaway. What do you guys think Antonio Brown does to the market shares of the passing game in uh, New England? Cuz I, I kind of have my opinion and I'm wondering if you guys if yours aligns with me.
3: I don't um, think he really hurts Gordon much. I think That
1: was that was my opinion too. So I think it's it's more likely to cut out of Amendola and James White. And and whatever tight yeah, whatever Amendola
3: not there. Yeah, same um, thing. I think he takes some away from guys like Dorsett and guys like Edelman, but not uh, anything from Gordon. I think Gordon's role is pretty clear cut on that team.
2: I'm excited for Antonio Brown to like become Chad Cinco on the Patriots <laughs> and just become like a lost man, like somewhere between Cinco and Chris Hogan. And uh, Josh Gordon is just like the clear number one alpha and it's lit. Uh,
1: I mean, Josh Gordon is like better than Antonio Brown. That is, that is
3: They're completely probably. different. They basically play different positions. They're not even the same, like.
1: I just wanted to see which one of you would get triggered. I didn't know if it would be Sammy or if it was. No, would be- it's, it's not
2: me. It, it's not me at all. Like, Dude, I, love, Gordon, I love Josh Gordon. Yeah. Josh Gordon is like certifiably more sane than Antonio Brown. Like, that's just
1: a fact. Mm, no, nah, I don't know, sure, dude. I'm pretty sure all of that Antonio Brown stuff was a complete ruse. And then, if you he- believe
3: the Mort report at all, Mort report literally says that he had paid social, uh, like social media people to to make that video for him over the past couple weeks. It was all calculated.
1: Couldn't the couldn't the Raiders have just kept him on the the reserve NFI list and just made him sit for the whole year?
3: They could have, but it was a whole calculated thing for him to get them to release. Like he got exactly
1: what he wanted. You yeah, just Mort-
2: think he's like the sharpest long conner in the history
1: of. Just- I don't think it's. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that hard to con Mike Mayock and John Gruden.
3: <laughs> I mean, literally, Mortensen tweeted out this morning. Brown also sought out advice from social media consultants yeah. for his ideas on how he fans. could accelerate the release. Like this was a plan.
2: Is there I a mean, yeah. front office combo in football than, than Mayock and Gruden?
1: Oh, I'm sure. Like what? Do, what do the Bengals have going on? Who's the Bengals GM? <laughs> it's got to be some. It's got to be some complete nitwit. Yeah. The Bengals yeah, are like well, well, we, uh, we
2: wouldn't be saying that if they had uh, knocked us out of Survivor today. So
1: yeah. Well, the Bengals have this. They're they're this horrible organization of uh, like they just always hire retreads and then they bring back guys that they get that get cut from other teams that used to play for them. Uh, okay, two injuries though. Tevin Coleman left with an ankle thing, and then Joe, Joe Mixon got hurt. Uh,
3: Giovanni's back in our lives.
1: Yeah, Gio. But I, I, I mean, this is a classic fantasy football situation. Whatever the starting running back for the Bengals is gets hurt. How much fab are you blowing on Gio? I'm probably like 40% if Mixon. I mean, if Mixon's going to miss two weeks, I would do 40 This is a
2: severe TJ Yeldon situation for Davis.
1: Oh, man, just wait until Singletary and Gore and Marcus Murphy and Senator Reese Perry all get hurt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be
1: a big season.
3: <laughs> it's it's going to be huge for your brand. Yeah. I just don't understand. Like, the San Francisco backfield is so confusing to me. I, I, it doesn't really matter to me what, what happened with Tevin. Like, there's – like I, I don't What do you think about it? We're, we're just gonna we'll smash, smash
2: Mostert into our GPP lineups like, and win them all.
3: I thought Breida was gonna be all, like, and then when Coleman went down, Breida didn't do. Breida didn't was get,
1: get getting evaluated for a concussion and didn't come back until late in the fourth quarter. Breida? Yeah. Oh, I must have missed that. Yeah, was getting, he was out. He was out for like two quarters or a quarter at least.
3: So that Mostert stuff is just because Breida was gone.
1: Well, no. The Mostert stuff is because Shanahan's gonna use two guys regardless. Yeah. And they they like they like Mostert, um, but he's like they're he's like this is so weird to say, but he's literally their their best special teams player. So they like that's why he's always on the team regardless. But they like like him, and also there's probably like some uh, office politics at work there where they're like you're literally the goat at this. So we need to keep you happy and give you carries every once in a while, and this was like a good opportunity to do it while they were winning.
2: Yeah, I have, I have no response to that.
1: These are real things, dude. People don't people don't like to think about football teams this way, but there's stuff like that going on.
2: <laughs> now you do factor that into your algorithm, or is this... i don't
1: factor that into my algorithm? But I, when looking for possible reasons for playing time, stuff like that exists.
3: Davis still thought Amendola was on the Patriots, so I'm not really sure. <laughs>
1: <What's> the difference <laughs> between Danny Amendola and Julian Edelman? Yeah, Edelman's just a, a little a Hall bit
2: of I mean, it. seriously, just a little bit of attitude.
1: Yeah, no, they're the same. They're the same player. Feels like Danny Amendola has been in the league for like 20 years at this point. He played for the St. Louis Rams. <laughs> <laughs> And
2: then uh and then and then one year we 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 all drafted him in like the fifth round because we thought he was gonna <laughs> catch a hundred balls with the Patriots, and then we did the same thing with uh Chris Hogan. Yeah and we'll do the same thing with Antonio Brown. Did How the we same great? thing
1: did the same thing with Rex Burkhead. I mean, who was actually like good and just Burkhead looked of, lit. Yeah, who's now who's now in the role that he was supposed to be in last year? Right. Burkhead <laughs> looked good tonight. Tough scene. Tough scene, boys. All right. What are we? What are we most looking forward to next week? I'm I'm obvi- that Baltimore Arizona game. It should be. What do you What do you think the totals going to be for Baltimore Arizona? Like, are is is the are the odds makers going to weigh Baltimore defense or total plays ran more?
2: No, nah, it'll it'll be under fifty.
1: Oh, that's lame. Sorry. Well,
3: Lamar Jackson got priced up to sixty seven hundred next week. He's the second most expensive QB. Wow. Oh, um. That's funny yikes
2: I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to the new england patriots against the the dolphins team that allowed 59 points to the to the ravens and they're gonna have antonio brown
1: like right, that is just
2: we're gonna smash patriots
1: brady is 64 sony is 62 james white's 51 Rex burkhead's 38 antonio brown 7k edelman 6.9 josh gordon 5.8 5.8 5.
2: 5. yeah Oh heavens to Murgatroyd! This is great.
1: <laughs> that might be that might be like a seventy five percent play. <laughs> <laughs> Grief, are you for real? <laughs> See what Hollywood Brown did to those guys. <laughs> Hollywood Brown. This is another crazy thing. Marquise Brown played like fifteen snaps.
2: Like twelve, bro. <laughs>
1: He had five targets and two touchdowns on like uh, I mean, granted, the whole offense didn't play that many stabs Also, Justice Hill got a carry near the goal line in the first quarter, and then it was all Gus Edwards in the second half. And I can't I can't tell if that's good or bad.
2: Oh, did uh, did, did head chopper uh, play Marquise Brown in his in his million dollar win? We should we should say uh, congratulations to to Chop. 6 second figure score, not too shabby for week mm-hmm. one.
1: Little Millie Bink. He'll probably have a that's, problem.
2: That's super hot, bro. Congrats.
1: Uh, I actually don't. I don't. I don't have his team pulled up. I know Godwin was on his team. Well, easy game. He had. He had the. He had the D Jacks touchdown. I assume he probably had Hollywood Brown and Lamar Jackson. Gosh,
3: that's.
2: Those. I mean, that's just purity. Twelve. Twelve snaps, like 100 <laughs>
1: 150 yards <laughs> of two touchdowns a from Lamar Jackson. A <laughs> lot of fantasy points per snap, I think. Uh, Nate, do you have any other observations for uh, this upcoming week? Now that you're looking at this,
3: I'm looking at prices now. Um, I mean, I don't really love uh, Cincinnati exposure, but I will say Ross is four six, and was clearly
1: he led them in targets. Yeah, more than yeah. Boyd.
3: And and I think when you look at who he's priced around, like uh, I think Ross could be a value.
1: Not, they did not play with Gio Bernard's price
3: yeah at all so 50, 50 well
1: 5300 at home he will be he will be a lock if mixon does not play
2: yeah i'm looking i'm I'm heavily looking forward to the one reception nine yard game from john ross next week
1: <laughs> yeah uh you know who you know who cincinnati's backup running back is now because all the both the dudes they drafted got hurt
2: uh is it jeremy hill is he back
1: it's samaj p ryan, p. ryan from the- hello my old friend
2: <laughs> yeah Sammy, uh, did
1: you see your boy,
3: uh, AP, had a uh, healthy and active today?
1: Hey, look, I that definitely saves you money, healthy stretch. Olds, olds, olds have to stick together, Nate.
3: Literally, what did Gruden <laughs> say? If I needed that yeah, run, run out of the
1: high formation 55 times, I'll make him active. <laughs> <laughs> How why would you, you throw, throw the, the shade at
3: <laughs> What could he have possibly done in the locker room to deserve that shade? Like you've already made him a healthy and active. Dude, because he's like he's like a bankrupt
2: child beater, that's why. Like I'm never playing that fool again. He
1: literally says he's still playing because he's like eight million dollars in debt. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why he's on the roster. Um so this is weird. Uh Damian Williams is less expensive at Oakland than he was this week. I will I will play him again. Nice. He had seven targets in the passing game. I'm I'm in on uh I'm in on that. Uh the game that everyone's going to stack though is New Orleans and Los Angeles and they're already starting to do it with Gurley bringing his price down. Malcolm Brown is 4100. Uh Brandon Cooks got a little got a little price decrease. 6300 revenge game against his old revenge team. Hang yeah. on yeah uh well, what is it I,
3: with you and cooks nate dude come on
2: nate he can score he can score 30 dk points at any time
1: he's i mean I, he is like in terms of like our projection stuff he is like one of the the uh highest like pure like yards per target of any player like with, with all the math that leone has done he's like one of the most efficient players in the nfl when you account for like team and environment and everything so that's where it comes from. That's why I like him so much. Uh, Tyler Higby played like the whole game for the Rams and had five targets after that extension and scored a touchdown. I, I thought that was—I just thought that was kind of interesting. They played uh, ten personnel a bunch more though. They—they—they uh, they, they played Josh Reynolds more today than normal.
2: Yeah, I saw a lot of Reynolds. Um, that yeah. was—that was really interesting. Cooper Cup 10, 10 targets.
3: Thirteen for Robert Woods. You don't, but you still want Cooks in that offense.
1: We touted a one game sample. (laughs) It's not indicative of a 60 over 16 game sample. Okay. (laughs) Cooks led the team in targets last year, I'm pretty sure.
3: Oh, you mean when Cup was like not on the field because he had.
1: I mean, even if you just did it on, if you, even if you just did it on, I mean, I could be wrong. It could have been Woods, but I'll, I'll look right now.
2: Yeah, you got to you got to sort by uh, when Cup was out, and then factor in that Josh Reynolds uh, heavy target. Yeah.
1: yeah, so Woods had 86 receptions, Cooks had 80. Woods had six touchdowns, Cooks had five, and they were within one yard of each other in yards per game. Woods and Cooks, they're like the same dude.
2: Yeah, but 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 this upcoming week there is no revenge game narrative for Woods, so
1: And that's where Nate's model loses to the sharps like you and I, Sammy. And that's why <laughs> that's why he just that's why he wants to bet the over on Antonio Brown when Antonio Brown is full on staging a mental <laughs> breakdown in front of everyone's face. And Nate's just like, dude, you guys can't pay attention to this stuff. It's all no. It's all noise.
3: What it, like this frostbite stuff? This helmet. What if all of this is just theater? Like none of it's real.
1: None of it's real. No, no. He doesn't care about the helmet. He doesn't care about the frostbite. None of it. I, I yeah, bet the, his, the, the, the feet
2: were staged. That picture is doctored.
1: Yeah, for sure, is not real.
2: Yeah, cousin, business is a booming for AB. You
1: think you think, you think a pro athlete would get to where he is and let something actually happen to his feet or his millions lie? No, not a chance.
3: Yeah, he
2: he said he like flew to France or Germany. Like, child,
3: please, he didn't do any of that.
1: <laughs> None of that's real.
3: We might see some like, I mean, A. B. and Brady. Oh, that could be
1: two of the two of the stone cold. I mean, Tom Brady could be the craziest person in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah,
2: he's like Tom Cruise as a football player.
1: Yeah, all right, that's a good way to end the podcast, everyone. Thank you for listening to the DRRG simulcast, Guildcast. Uh, of course, check out all the cool stuff over on Roto Grinders. Check out all the cool stuff over on Haley Roto and Roto Experts. And uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully, without uh, the making the first start of their career in our cash lineups. But uh, I hope that you all run as pure this week as, uh, as I did today.